We are I. Today was one of those very few and and extraordinarily rare days where I actually restarted this podcast because I I went off in like a little bit of a a little bit of a rabbit hole for only about ten seconds, but I just was spewing a bunch of nonsense. But let's get back on track. One of the reasons why that I started this podcast so many years ago was to scour the world to be able to to prove and to be able to find evidence. And to be able to feel at peace with my thought process of how broken the Canadian medical system is. And I've seen so many doctors in Canada over the years and I've read my charts and, you know, my files of what they've wrote about me. And it's just, it's amazing to me how so many doctors in Canada have their head in the sand. And I just, I can't understand why. You know, and I don't really know what the root cause of this problem is, except for that they get stuck in a period of time. This is the only logical conclusion that I can come to. That they're so busy because of our socialized healthcare system, and we have hypochondriacs going in against over like absolute fucking bullshit. Like, I'm just tired. You know, I'm just this. I'm just that. You know, like I have this little cut. I need stitches, and it's like, no, you don't, man. Like. So many people go to the doctor and think at how many diagnoses there are in Canada on any given day that are drink plenty of fluids and get some rest. You should never be going to the doctor to be able to get this advice, especially when a nurse could tell you the same thing. Not demeaning nurses, it's just a waste of the resources of the medical system that we have if a doctor has to tell you to drink plenty of fluids and get some rest. This should be a logical conclusion that you come to on your own based on the abundant amount of evidence that we have now, especially since we've proven in the very recent past that you know these AI models are better at triaging and giving you the correct advice routinely and more accurately all the time than going and actually seeing that doctor or that nurse. You can at home receive the same care. Never mind, we have telehealth options now as well. So this annoys me because of the other day when I went in to be able to yet again for the countless times that I've done this, I go in to try to be able to get TRT and end up talking about my cholesterol levels with the doctor. And then my regular GP sends me to another GP because she feels as though this next GP is going to be able to sway my opinion when her and I, we sat down in her office for 30 minutes and debated my slightly elevated, my above average LDL levels. And I said to her right off the hop, I'm like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to change my opinion unless... And I'll give you this one caveat. I will listen to everything that you say and take it into consideration if and only if you acknowledge that there is studies published on PubMed. Some of the new research and science out there says that high LDL cholesterol levels in conjunction with a low sugar diet are actually not a concern for heart disease. Because LDL cholesterol levels are only one factor in heart disease. So this would lead you to believe that if 
LDL cholesterol levels are not a concern. Higher, you know, maybe I would say five and higher, but let's just target between five and six, your LDL cholesterol levels. And let's just say that that's that area of concern where they would put you on a statin. So when we look at this evidence, now, if, if you can go to a doctor and say, look, I can prove to you that I've been on a low sugar diet for years and I don't need any of the bullshit. But when you look at this doctor, you can say there's an actual fundamental difference here between you and I because we have a clear difference of what nutrition means. So just visually looking, you want to take race, religion, and sex completely out of this. If you just visually look at me and this next human being standing beside me, it's like, Maybe you two follow completely different nutritional programs. So I'm going to say you might be skewed with your knowledge and your buy-in to what nutrition actually means. But she says to me, she says, well, no, that's actually not true. She's like, there isn't any studies. And I'm like, well, that is actually bullshit. So I'm like, I can no longer sit across from you and respect anything that you have to say, because not only are you not willing to acknowledge that these studies do exist, you're going to sit there and try to convince me that they don't when I can simply go on PubMed in this office right now and pull them up. And because this just breaks your, your you know, pharmacological mindset just a little bit and what you feel as though is your oath as a doctor your oath as a doctor is to be able to stay current in the medical information that's coming out and be able to give me and have a debate with me about what might and might not be best for my health but the thing is i'm not your average patient i am going to spend hours disseminating through this information to be able to find out exactly what my opinion is So when I can walk in here and I can say that my resting pulse rate is in an athletic category for a man who's in his 40s, and I can say to you that my blood pressure is below average, which you've taken now both these because your nurse who came in took both of these and can confirm at least that. Now, I've just got my labs and I can confirm to you that my HDL cholesterol levels are completely fine. My LDL cholesterol levels may be elevated. But my ratio is only 2.8 and 5 is acceptable. So wait a minute. Why doesn't that make you question like, huh? Yeah, these LDL cholesterol levels may be a little bit high. But if a ratio is less than half of the acceptable level, what does that mean? But no, you're not going to ask any questions there, are you? You're not going to ask any questions about my elevated you know, resting pulse rate that I don't have, which would be a key indicator. But if I'm in an athletic category, if my arterial walls were starting to get a little bit more narrow because of the plaque buildup and the calcification of that plaque, which would then by default have to raise my resting pulse rate because you have the same volume of blood going through a smaller artery. Obviously, there's going to be a fundamental change in my resting pulse rate and my blood pressure. Neither of those. My triglyceride levels are actually at an all-time low. So you're like, hmm, maybe I have some key indicators here that I can think of that, you know, maybe I should investigate in, you know, and if this gentleman sitting across from me and can knowledgeably talk to me about what all these numbers mean, then, you know, maybe we should have an intelligent conversation. Maybe he does know. Maybe he has done the research. When you look at my fasting glucose, my A1C levels, you know, might be slightly a little bit higher, but it's like, hey, let's have an intelligent conversation about it. Well, Miss Doctor, 
I actually trained really hard before I came here. I actually, you know, went in the sauna, you know, for half an hour before I got these labs done. My fasting glucose and my A1C levels might be slightly elevated because of the glycogen that my liver's released into my bloodstream to be able to fuel my body through this exercise. Now, should we go back and say, hey, can you try doing the fasting glucose again and not work out and sit in the sauna before to see if it has an effect on your your fasting glucose and your A1C levels? It's like, I could do that. But again, I'm coming in and I'm arguing this perspective with information and knowledge education. I'm not coming in as your average patient who doesn't know and can't, you know, intelligently work through these numbers and explain what all of them are. Then I say to you, well, my calcium score is actually fantastic. So then I say to her, I'm like, okay, out of all of these indicators, when I give you at least eight or 10 indicators to be able to, you know, talk intelligently through it and make you maybe question your narrative simply because my LDL cholesterol levels may be slightly higher. But I can counter your argument and I can actually come with receipts. But you don't want to hear it. So her counter defense, even though that this woman is about 40 pounds overweight. And I look at her and she says to me, we are actually, you know, we nutritionally, you know, think very much the same thing. And she's like, I eat healthy and I exercise too. And I'm like, well, clearly you're not doing enough. And clearly you're not taking it as seriously as I am. Because for you to put yourself in the same category as me is fucking ignorant. Because we clearly aren't. Whether you're a man or a woman, you're young, you're old, you can't sit there and say, hey, you and I are the same physically and nutritionally. Because that is the most ignorant fucking thing. Like, how do you expect me now in like the third most inflammatory statement that you can make to me lump us into the same category? We're clearly not. Then she continues to say to me, well, if I was you, I would hop on a pharmacological drug because I didn't. She's like, I thought exactly the same thing as you. And then my brother had a heart attack. And that scared me because then I thought, I'm like, well, that does put me you know, at high risk for heart disease because now it's you know, a family characteristic. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what do you know about your, your brother's cells? Have you actually dug really deep into it? What if your brother had weak epithelial walls? Do you actually know and like, you know, was, a, was any kind of information supplied to you that there was actually, you know, a plaque buildup and, you know, he was at high risk for, you know, um, atherosclerosis and heart disease. Like you can't just say my brother had a heart attack, so I went on a statin, so you should go on a statin too. Like how fucking ignorant can this conversation get? Like it can't get much more ignorant than that. There are so many more factors that we could take into consideration here. I don't know how much your brother drank. Yeah, you want to tell me that he works out, you know, two hours a day. Great. Was he taking steroids, you know, street-based steroids? Was he doing it intelligently? You know, what was he eating? How much was he drinking? I don't know any of these things. Supply me with information. I can educate myself on this individual. And then I may be able to debate why he may have had a heart attack And I could say to you, well, yeah, if I was you buying into the system that you believe in with what you say that you are a healthy individual when you were like 30, 40 pounds overweight, you were not the same. And I'm not your brother. And you're not going to come at me like that. And you're not going to change my opinion because you ignorantly are going to try to sway my opinion with no receipts, with an empty argument 
with nothing behind this wall. So after about a half an hour of us going back and forth behind this, we end this conversation with her saying, I've done my fiduciary duty as a doctor to try to encourage you to have better health by taking this pharmacological drug. Now that I've done that, I can rest assured that I've done my job. And it's like, you actually fucking have it. So now you're at like the fifth most ignorant fucking statement that you can make. So ignorant. You want to sit there and say that you are taking my health into consideration by saying that you as an unhealthy individual would not make the same decision that I would make. And you want to compare me maybe to your brother who had a heart attack when I don't know nothing about him. And say that you've done and you've fulfilled the obligation of your Hippocratic Oath when you won't even look at this study that says higher LDL cholesterol levels in conjunction with a low sugar diet are not a health risk for cardiovascular disease and atherosclerosis. So this is the part that fucking irritates me about the Canadian healthcare system. Never mind the fact I'm like that the only reason why that I went is not to have this conversation about LDL cholesterol levels is to be able to talk about my lower than average testosterone levels. And as a 40 year old man, I don't want to be operating down in the low 400s. I would rather be in like the 500s or maybe 600s for my testosterone levels, which is well below the higher end of 1000 to 1200. I am literally aiming for half of what my testosterone levels could be if they were on the higher end. And again, when you look at me, somebody who trains once or twice every single day, when you look at somebody who beats their body down as much as I do, I need extra resources. One of those resources is testosterone. So, ah. Fucking Canadian healthcare system, fucking Canadian doctors irritate me to no goddamn end. The thing is, is I know so many people have this exact same experience. I know nurses that have this same experience. And I actually do know some doctors who think exactly the same way that I do. And it is mind fucking boggling that we can still have doctors that bury their head in the sand. And we're not even going to get into the whole fucking hypocrisy of the COVID shit. So, what's your opinion? Canadian healthcare system. Supposed to be globally renowned. Unless if you're living in it. 